Hi everybody, welcome to Filmingo. Today is May 10th. Um, we're coming to you live, recorded earlier in Connor's basement. I'm Jacob. I'm Connor. And I'm Justin. Holly isn't here again this week. And uh, I guess we're going to move right into recent releases. So um, the first movie I saw earlier this week was Bad Samaritan. Um, <clears throat> I saw this with Holly in the theater. It stars David Tennant. And it's basically Don't Breathe but without the one element that made don't breathe interesting which was the blind antagonist um you know it's these uh kids break into a house and they see that the woman is chained up inside and it becomes a cat and mouse game between him and you know the the bad guy which is david Tennant, and uh the bad guy's like a multi-millionaire so he's always like two steps ahead so it's like a huge mansion not just a house it's not a huge mansion it's just a really well it's like a it's just a, a smart house, kind of. You know what I mean? It's not. Is it spoilers to ask what's stopping them from just dipping or getting out? So he he does leave. He leaves right away. But he leaves the girl there chained up, you know, because uh-huh. he doesn't want to get caught by the police. Because, you know, so he calls the police to have them go to the house. And then it's him. The whole thing is him trying to prove the fact that this is happening, basically. Prove the fact that there is a lady chained up. Because David Tennant's really good at hiding it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And obvious that uh, she isn't the first victim. That so. could be like I could see that being a good like social power play, trying to like prove something that you found out like illegally and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it ends up. I mean, to me, I didn't think it was good at all. Like, I mean, it was yeah. almost straight to DVD quality. Some of the acting and like scenes we were watching it, and I was just kind of in disbelief. David Tennant himself is really good in it as the bad guy. Like, he's a really good villain. Um, but yeah, I it just there was nobody in the theater with us. It was just two other people, and it shows. Like this movie had the tenth or no, it had the eighth worst opening weekend of all time. Mm. So, wow, it's pretty bad. Like <laughs> not a lot of people are seeing it, and and I I think yeah, it's deserved. That so. kind of reminds you of this one news story I heard where a burglar, someone's house was burglared, and he found like child porn, and he called in anonymously, anonymously, and the guy got arrested. That's awesome. Yeah. Burglarized. 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 Yeah. That's probably the word. <laughs> anonymously, too. Yeah. Like, j- just after his house was broken into, they got an anonymous tip that the guy had, like, Wait. child porn. Anonymously or anonymously? Isn't it the same? Okay, you... So, anonymously is a word. Anonymously is not a word. That's what I'm trying well, to say. That's what I'm trying to say. Anonymously, <laughs> then. Anonymously. Okay. There yeah, I'll go. please my grammar on the podcast here, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, Bad Samaritan, that was the first one I watched. And then the rest, um, other than Life Aquatic, which we'll talk about later, were all film class movies. So I guess we can get back to that. What about you guys? I saw four movies. The first one was Last Flag Flying, uh, Brian Cranston, Steve Carell, and Lawrence Fishburne. I mean, it was a little slow and kind of boring, but also uh, really well acted, pretty interesting characters. and kind of a good chemistry between the actors too so it was solid in that way i'd say it's probably like a b minus to me so real quick so that movie is um it's by richard linklater who did uh dazed and confused and stuff like that so that's really cool and that's the one where uh, it's like a road trip dramedy right like they yeah i mean what's basically the, a road trip dramedy yes. yeah because i think he's um steve carell's son right something yeah. right i'm trying steve to- carell's son uh was in the army and he passed away 
and uh, they're going to get his body and bury him, basically. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, And yeah, so yeah. he gets mm-hmm. his, like, old army, or, yeah, I think uh, Marine veterans, which are Brian Cranston and Lawrence Fishbourne, and they road trip together. They haven't seen each other in, like, 30 years. I love uh, that. And that so, was like, a Netflix original, right? Nope. That's an Amazon. It it's Amazon an Amazon original. film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was pretty good. I, nice. I saw three other movies you want me to... Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I just wanted to... Go over that one really quick. Just so I remember. Wait for Justin. Go like. Go for it. Justin only has one movie. I think. I only right? have one movie. I saw. Oh, okay. <laughs> Boiler Room uh, came out in 2000. Stars. What's the lead guy's name? Uh, Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah, Giovanni Ribisi. He's the weird guy in Ted. Uh, you might know him from that. It also has Vin Diesel and just like a good amount of Ben Affleck. And it's about. I feel like The Wolf of Wall Street takes a lot from this movie. It's about sketchy stockbrokers ripping people off and ruining people's lives. And of course, uh, the main character, he's kind of conflicted about that, but he's just doing it because his dad's really hard on him. Mm-hmm. And so it, it gets really good. It's cool seeing Vin Diesel in a role that isn't like an action movie. Yeah. It's also really early Vin Diesel, so that was cool too. That and really Pitch young. Black came out on the same day. So his whole career was launched on the same day. That's awesome. It's pretty cool. Um, ben Affleck has a really cool monologue near the beginning of the movie, and I think it's it's super cool. Um, <laughs> this movie isn't like great. I could see like some characters are prominent for a while, and then they just kind of disappear, and they're back in the story. Like it's a little messy at parts, but overall, it's a really just like cool, sleek stockbroker movie. It's, I I haven't seen it in many years, but I remember it being pretty entertaining. What's funny is that um, it reminds me a lot. Oh God, I'm sorry. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> Sorry, what were you just saying? Something I wasn't you just, saying anything. I know you were saying. Okay, well, we can cut this out if you, we need. You to. were saying what do you what it reminds him of? Yeah, no, it, something like that you were just saying reminded me. Before that, uh, sketchy. It's not perfect. Characters disappear. Vin Diesel. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I really had something good that I wanted. To say. Stockbrokers. Stockbrokers. Ben Affleck's monologue. That's it. Okay. Ben Affleck's monologue. So Ben Affleck's monologue is early on in that film. It reminds me a lot of the film Glengarry Glen Ross. People were saying that. I didn't know what that was. So though. Glengarry Glen Ross is like, it's by uh, Sidney Lumet, who's a playwright. And so it's it's incredibly written. And the whole movie is just these, um, oh God, I can't even remember what they're selling. doesn't matter, dude. It's just acting powerhouse, right? It's got Al Pacino and Alec Baldwin is the guy who comes in in the opening. And he has this amazing monologue. He got nominated for Best Supporting Actor. And he's only in the opening like 10 minutes of this movie, basically. (laughs) And so I felt like that movie was basically like the monster energy drink version of Glengarry Glenn Ross. (laughs) Because in Glengarry Glenn Ross, it's all like... It's like actual stocks, stuff like that, or or, or something. You know, it's way more boring (laughs) compared to Boiler Room. I don't know. What grade would you give that movie? Uh, probably give it a B plus. B plus. Okay. Yeah, I think it's entertaining, but overall there are some messy parts in it. Okay. What else, Connor? What was the other? Another one that I saw. Let's see. There was a. All right. So. Let's go with you were never really here. Saw that one like uh, probably like six days ago, and damn, dude, that movie was really it was a really interesting character study. Um. Joaquin Phoenix was just really, really solid. Like he, you made, you like felt with it. You like felt what his character was going through. And he was a, like uh, Jacob said, he was a powerhouse. And I was like, yeah, he he was a powerhouse in that, in that movie. Like he, but he's also like a really like heartfelt kind of sensitive, like man. But he was also just like, 
he was built to just take people out and like just take care of himself and dude that movie was such an interesting character study and that's basically what it was and there was some really intense uh scenes just like without any action like there like didn't need to be any crazy action to make you be like just like enthralled in this movie gripping yeah Yeah. Um, so good what my teacher i was i talked about i think it's been like two weeks now since i talked about it um my teacher was talking about it and she was saying it had these lean in moments she kept saying she found herself constantly leaning into the movie as Mm -hmm. she's watching it because it's just so it's so enticing you know the the, what's happening on screen you're just so involved you have to lean in Mm -hmm. and she's like she caught herself with her jaw wide open at one point just staring really close to the screen like oh my god (laughs) this movie's pulling me in i could see that yeah and so yeah that that movie's awesome the other two movies i saw one of them was the legend of bagger vance which is 2000 movie with uh will smith matt damon and fucking uh charlize theron Theron. yeah she's a there is a really good cast and golfing it's, a, it's a golfing movie yeah and uh i love golf so it was better for me than it would have been for a lot of other people <laughs> because it, it wasn't like great like great or anything but um like will smith's character he played the caddy for matt damon who plays uh i can't remember his name it's something weird but Wait, who's Bagger Vance again? Uh, he's that's Bagger Vance is Will Smith. The Will ca- Smith, he's that's the, what he's I thought. The caddy. Okay. That's what I thought. He's the caddy, and he's like some mystical creature, basically. Yeah, it's like, a little weird. It's it's weird. Like he's like I don't even know if he was real or not. Like, yeah, it, I've seen that movie once, and I was way too young to get it. Again? The Legend of Bagger Vance. Yeah. I didn't, it's just, I, didn't I mean, it was 2000s. 2000s. I don't know how to describe yeah. it. 2000s golf movie. There's yeah. literally no other way to. And, uh, I mean, is it set in modern day times? I thought it was. It's set. In, it's set in 19 like 20 something. Okay. The, okay. Name, like name. during the Great Depression. So like, yeah. Okay. That was the 1930s. Yeah. All right. 1920s the, was great. All right. Yeah. It was, the, it was the early 1930s. 20s. Yeah, boring 20s. Yeah. It was like the early 1930s, and uh, so the old school golf, which is cool. Uh, but Charlize Theron is fucking hot. So <laughs> that's cool. She is hot in 2001. She's even hotter now somehow. I yeah, don't get it. I know. And Matt Damon's awesome. He's like 29, like 29 year old Matt Damon. Nice. Like in his fucking right after like Goodwill Hunting and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So he's pretty awesome in it. Awesome. He took, I heard, I read that he took like a month. He never golfed before, but he took like a month of golf, golf lessons. And he ended up like straining, like almost, I think he like, dislocated his rib from golfing so much oh my God. like because you have to in order to like look like you golf you have to actually like know how to swing a club mm-hmm. it's difficult so i could see just him just like straining himself so hard learning how to golf for like a month that's awesome it was pretty Mo- yeah movie is probably like a c plus <laughs> <laughs> it's but, entertaining but it's entertaining yeah. and there's it's not cute. very many golf movies and it's it's kind of inspiring mm-hmm. and uh will smith's cool and that, like that's it's just i mean watch it if you it want it is to. what it is it's, it's one of those movies it is what the, it is yeah. like, <laughs> it's like a mystical fucking golf movie so it's interesting it's, it's probably you know, at the top of that genre yeah, list yeah no <laughs> so how many other it's 2000s? original it's original because yeah. like there's nothing like it but it's not great <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know that's uh nice no, okay no, and then the last, the last one i saw um I mean, I can talk really quick about what you, you think about it. I was going to say, like, how many other early 
2000s golf movies are there though besides this one <laughs> well i think of like late 90s there was tin cup with kevin costner i think that was late 90s oh yeah i remember tin cup's good i like tin cup um other than that it's like caddyshack which is like it's like the great adam sandler yeah caddyshack's great no it's not adam sandler oh, i can't believe you just said that no it's, happy gilmore is adam sandler yes yeah. caddyshack is 1980 that's that chevy is, chase rodney dangerfield yeah, uh, of course bill murray that is seriously one of my favorite comedies ever. It's so funny. It totally holds up. It's and, great. Uh, then there's like the greatest game ever played with Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. If we're getting into golf movies, I mean, I feel like we've named most of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's there's like, not many of them. There's like three good golf movies. Not a whole uh, lot of good of golf movies. All right. So the last movie I saw um, is Children of Men. Yes. And that movie is me and my brother watched it, and that was a fucking ride, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's dude. It's like a video game almost. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where uh, these the two main characters. It's when he's running away from. Uh, they're they're always running, but anyway, they're always running. So yeah, all movie long is, they're running. So point is, he's running. I, I'm not gonna spoil a lot, but I'm just gonna say like. He's running with a pregnant girl. Yeah. Is it the 15 minute long take that's near the end? Because there's like. It could be. Uh, with like should, there's a moment stuff just, going there's, on. Yeah. 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 It's, it's there. Yeah. It's like, it's like a video game because literally they lose one of their people in the group and then they go, 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 go. And then they randomly get out of there and this chick is literally waiting and she just like runs out of a corner and it's like a checkpoint in a video game. <laughs> like actually, like because they just got through some crazy shit. Yeah. And then it, it calms down and it's really quiet and then. It's like checkpoint, and then they move on, and it doesn't stop. It gets crazy again. Yeah, it's because like, it, it, it has that frantic energy. Um, oh my god, dude! And oh god, I could talk about Children of Men. And we it, could do an entire episode on Children so, of Men, honestly. And it's so like it switches you from like being happy to being sad to, to like being devastated to just feeling like oh dude that movie's so good i think um can't believe it took so long for me to watch that yeah children of men is definitely one of my favorite movies ever and i think yeah justin you still need to see it but sounds like a downer it's not it's not it's um it's enthralling like you're gonna be wildly it's more of an adventure like michael caine dude so good yeah it just there's a lot of beats that it hits that like yeah it can be really upsetting but where the story goes it's just the way it's told i don't think any other director could have done what alfonso cuaron did like it's, it's yeah dude it was it's awesome the world that he builds is so dude, cool that's and the the world was like yeah one of the most unique things like i i can't imagine that set if you notice the shooting of the film each scene begins and ends usually looking at something not pertaining to the main story yeah it always usually starts with something on the side some homeless person laying on the ground and then it'll move up into the scene it, it always does this because you're constantly aware of this world and like that's just like world building without any dialogue without anything you're just like, seeing the world and it, it, it doesn't even have anything to do with it but we we piece it together we learn things about yeah, that society i would say that that is so actually cool. like one of the best world building movies ever I've ever seen like yep. that and Blade Runner. Oh yeah, like like those so, are the two right now. Yeah, they they're both incredible sci-fi films. That Children of Men is usually my answer when I think of best sci-fi movie. It's it comes to my head, and it's hard for me to think of many others that beat it. Uh, we'd be like thirty like thirty years old in that world because it's like 2027. Right. Yeah. So we'd be in the thick of it, and I love how the movie starts where it's like 
the siege in Seattle has begun or something. Yeah. Like that. And I'm like, oh, dude, fuck. the opening scene for that movie alone is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like the it's it, you gotta see it, Justin. Dude, you should watch it. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll watch it. Sometimes do you have it? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, I, there's a steelbook coming out for it like this month or next month too. So, and the steelbook looks really cool. So I'm probably gonna pick that up. I'll just give you my version. Chill. <laughs> um, so I watched three movies for my film class. I watched La Ventura, Red Desert, and Rashomon. Yo, did you think La Ventura was super boring? Um, uh, so La Ventura and Red Desert, both are from the same director, and both are very slow. So slow. So do I think they're boring? kind of <laughs> red desert definitely was boring and it was the shorter of the two movies yeah but like love Ventura, love Ventura is like two hours 20 minutes or something 223 yeah yeah and it just drags for most of the movie mm-hmm. and it's just kind of there's no direction to it so mm-hmm. you you don't it's just they're both character studies they they worry more about the characters than they do the plot and narrative and it's really frustrating and unsatisfying both films are purposefully unsatisfying because you have story beats that you're used to seeing in movies and so what these movies were doing in 1960 i think or 50 um yeah i think it was 60s yeah i think it was early 60s 60 and 64 or something like that they were playing with it you know they're like what if we don't have an ending you know what i mean like what if (laughs) things don't get resolved and and to sit there for two and a half hours watching these people and have things not get resolved that was satisfying to me as a filmmaker, but not satisfying as a viewer. So I loved it. Honestly, I did. <laughs> you know, I watch movies to escape and I felt like the movie was just like life. You don't, you're not satisfied. Like nothing gets resolved. It yeah. just keeps going on. It's and realistic. On and on. I yeah. dug it. Like, honestly, I dug it. I liked it better than red desert for sure. We're okay. So um, to give the basic plot lines, like I said, there's not much of them, but um, the first one, La Ventura, a woman goes missing, right? And her best friend starts falling in love with her fiance after she goes missing. That's, That's the, the basic whole plot. Whole movie. Yeah. So what's interesting about that plot is is how it develops over time. It starts to become less about the missing girl and more about the best friend character and her change in character. And um, I think that's that was really interesting. I thought it was awesome. Uh, but Red Desert is literally just a character study of this of this girl who's working at um, her husband owns this factory, and you know the movie is a lot about this factory. It was just really slow. I don't have much to say about Red Desert honestly. And then the last one I watched was Rashomon, and it's a staple, man. Rashomon was awesome. Um, I fucking loved it like it was so innovative in the story structure like i was watching this and i was like oh my god this is tarantino or something where it's one story told from three different perspectives and you don't know who to believe and when the movie ends you still are not told which one's right or wrong i mean it's to me i think it's kind of obvious which one's right but still i think it's so cool that it's left open to interpretation yeah and um i was also reading it's probably the first ever handheld film where like there were shots in the woods where they're running with the characters so the first ever movie where they held the camera in their hands physically as they ran with them Hmm. which i thought was really interesting uh i don't know it's just it's really cool like it mixes um a great storyline like i said that structure is i mean it's the first time to ever do something like that you know one of the first movies to play around with that multiple storylines yeah people people call that now there's like do you see arrested development season four yeah where like it focuses on like individual characters mm-hmm. yeah that's called a rashomon like story it's like oh, okay. this is the movie to 
to create this kind of multiple perspectives yeah. on the same story genre. So it's called the Rashomon like story. That's amazing. Or whatever. Because yeah. as soon as I saw this, I was like, wow, this is truly innovative for when it came 1950 i was like what the fuck and um i definitely saw tarantino in there and the sword play is so cool because with each storyline the sword play was different because the stories were different so it was really cool to see the same people fighting differently though like they would yeah. fight really great in one storyline but then they're clumsy the next i was like what the fuck this is awesome <laughs> like it was just it was oh, god it was really good and i really didn't expect much but this week i'm going to be watching i have to watch seven samurai which is three Epic. and a half hours I have to watch Yojimbo, which is two Epic. hours, and I have to watch Ikiru, which is two and a half hours. Right, see that have one? you not seen Seven, Seven Samurai? No, I haven't seen any of these movies my yet. Bro- my brother like loves that movie. I'm excited. Three and a half hours, though? Ooh, God damn, that's mm. a commitment. But no, I'm you, really excited. You care a lot about the samurai in The Seven Samurai. Like, you really connect with them since Dude. the movie's so long. After it's Rashomon, just, I yeah. am down for whatever Kurosawa has to show me because Rashomon was so so good it was really short too which is a cool thing about yeah like i'm calling all these other three and a half two and a half but rashomon was hour 28 like really really short which totally helped because it's such a simple little story you know i don't know i i dug it i think that's it though for recent releases that we've seen right mm-hmm. yeah. all right let's move into the first game so i have a game for the two of you you guys will be going head to head i'm gonna name these movies and you're gonna pick which one is you think is better and why uh so this week is there a time limit uh no no time limit you guys just when i'm gonna name them all and you guys each pick one and be nice about it rock paper scissors if you guys say the same thing (laughs) um i thought which is writer director ben stiller's best film so this is not him as an actor these are the films he has written and directed these films include the cable guy zoolander tropic thunder the secret life of walter mitty and Zoolander 2, if you're feeling extra <laughs> extra nah, bold today, <laughs> you want to try to defend that piece of shit. What do you want? Uh, I want Tropic Thunder. Try right, I'll take uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Tough one. All right, one sec. Let me... I just want to look up really quick just to make sure I didn't miss any. Oh, he also directed the movie Reality Bites, but that's the only one I haven't seen. Has anybody seen that? I've never seen that. What's What's the rating? Well, it's gotten good. What do you mean rating? Like, what's the consensus of how good it is? Oh, most people like it. It's okay. gotten good reviews. Um, It's from 94. It's a little romantic uh, comedy drama with uh, Ethan Hawke, him, and uh, Winona Ryder. And it's directed by him. So hmm. I'm sure it's really good, but it's the only one that we none of us have seen. So that's why I left it out. Anyway. Yeah. um, Okay. So we're doing Seek a Life of Walter Mitty for Connor versus uh, Tropic Thunder for Justin. All right, who wants to go first? Connor goes first. I let you pick the movie. You go first. No, okay, no. I agree. He lets you pick the movie. Okay. You should. You make the first argument. All right, Tropic Thunder is an inside look. I feel like there's a really satirical look of Ben Stiller like making movies and just compiling like all his weird problems, making movies into this movie, like arguments with other actors, arguments with the the corporate which is portrayed by tom cruise um this movie goes to the nth degree a lot of times there's a lot of weird characters all of them i think are really good all of them stand out matthew mcconaughey is his agent he stands out there's little like comedy plot threads that go throughout the movie like the tivo he really wants a tivo it's in his contract that goes throughout and continues to be funny and then at the end of the movie 
there's like a climax with that like arc um man it's kind of tough it's so innovative it's so funny it's i feel like it's really biographical to ben stiller like him trying to make movies and then Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I don't know what to say, man. Okay, yeah, no, it's fine. It's very meta. The movie's very meta. Like, yeah, the it's movie's very self-aware. Um, yeah. Okay. Good. I yeah, Connor. <laughs> All right. So, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. This movie's got heart, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> it takes Ben Stiller, and uh, it basically takes him through this adventure, this like life, dude. This movie, it's good. The morals of this film are just so like heartfelt and kind of touching like walter mitty is that that's his name that's the character's name right yeah right. <laughs> the well, just, just making sure <laughs> yeah. just, all right yes yes it's so walter yeah, mitty he and like walter the mitty. way that he like ends up i have you know i saw this movie like once but i remember loving it so i'm, I'm all the details kind of like i've seen tropic thunder about a good 10 times <laughs> probably be easier to talk about that one thing but yeah. is i just remember really loving this movie because when he like the scene where he's playing soccer with the kids in like the mountains at the bottom of like a mountain range and just having the time of his life when he's normally this mundane guy and it's it's just like to see him like let loose and be free out there and then I remember him going up into the mountains and finding the photographer that he was looking for I think and there's a snow leopard which is like the rarest leopard in the world like rarest big cat and he's like shh and then they catch like a glimpse of it and the guy doesn't even take the picture. He just like, he doesn't, he's like, he just, he'd rather live in the moment and Walter Mitty like takes that and he's like, he just, he you could tell it just affects him a lot. And, and then he kind of, I don't know, I can't remember the ending, but I just remember like the adventure is just like, so it's like a learning experience for my, it was like a learning experience for myself in this movie, like learning the lessons that he learned. So that movie affected me a lot when I watched it, I remember. Nice. Yeah, he won. Yeah, uh, yeah he you won. Th- no, I think okay. It's it's hard to say who's a winner here because I want to jump in so bad and talk about these movies. Like oh, I yeah. think both those two are my two favorites. I think personally, I think Tropic Thunder is better than Secret Life of Walter Mitty, but I think the argument is definitely there for Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Um, so if I had to pick a winner, I'm probably gonna say Connor because yeah, I would agree that I it is such a beautiful, heartfelt, feel good movie. Like and that message that it has, it drills into your fucking head. But it it's so it's hard not to watch that movie with a smile on my face. Like if I'm in a bad mood, someone throws in Secret Life of Walter Mitty, I'm ending on a good mood. Mm-hmm. Like it literally can put me in a good mood. Not many movies can do that, and I think it really captures this sense of wonder and amazement. And then Tropic Thunder, similarly. Um, oh, it's man. Tropi- really I, funny. I, I love Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Tropic so Thunder funny. is like, it's one of those go-to party movies, you know? Yeah. Among there with like Dude. Hot Rod and stuff. Robert Downey well, Jr. in blackface, that's enough. Yes. <laughs> I, just I don't think, know how they got away with that. Oh, I think Danny, Johnny Jr. got nominated for supporting actor. Yeah, he got actor. nominated for supporting actor for <laughs> it, that role. That doesn't it's just crazy. happen. It's because he's really good comedic actor. It's a great yeah. comedic performance. It is. And... I think it's so funny. Uh, Zoolander, I think, is a really great satire, but it's of the modeling industry. And this does the exact same satire, but of the film industry, which is an industry that Ben Stiller obviously knows more about. So I think he was able to show it better. 
he represented it really well and i thought it was just god tom cruise is amazing in that movie <laughs> tom cruise that's tom cruise's best role right there he's incredible in it it's fucking amazing i especially love that they didn't show him or mcconaughey in any of the ads so when we went to the theater we saw mcconaughey and we're like whoa what the hell matthew mcconaughey's in this and then we saw les grossman and my dad turned to me halfway through the movie and he went oh my god i think i just figured out who that is and i was like who and he's like, tom cruise and i went no fucking way it's obviously tom cruise no it's not when you're sitting in that movie theater and you have no idea tom cruise is in that movie it does not look like Dude, i remember at at the end of the movie in theater everyone's like tom cruise yeah (laughs) you're sitting through it thinking oh something about him looks familiar that's what we were both doing we're like what is it his mannerisms and stuff because tom cruise is in there somewhere yeah but it's under all this makeup they put fucking fake hands on him and shit like how am i gonna know that that's tom cruise he was so a beefy did you dude. hear i heard an interview once tom cruise saying like he was talking about that role and he's like tom cruise is like i'm gonna need a bald wig and some big hairy fake hands. Yeah, he yeah, like he that. he knew like what he needed to be this character, and he fucking owned it. <laughs> Tom Cruise, man, say what you will about how he personally is. He's a little weird, sure, in real life, but as an actor, he fucking is amazing Dude, every he's time. One of the best actors of all time. Yeah, I don't, for sure. I don't know. I think he's one of the most consistent. Like you know, he, you're guaranteed that he's gonna do as good as he can do. That's yeah, consistency yeah. is key. Consistency, but like he, that, I could see that entertaining. Like I'm a lot of I the times know, he plays the same character like he doesn't expand roles too often but he's always good like that, that's why he's good. famous though is because people are seeing the movie for tom cruise not for like tom cruise playing another dude it's tom cruise but if he yeah. does yeah. another himself, dude like tropic thunder or fucking collateral yeah. when he plays vincent <laughs> oh the, dude, the train that killer movie was amazing he's yeah, amazing was in both. yeah, yeah he so knows badass. he knows what he's doing like i feel like tom cruise is or magnolia his performance in magnolia is super super heartbreaking yeah. um so yeah i don't know i think Tom Cruise is cool. Both these movies were really good. <laughs> and I, that yeah, was I the game. I both these movies, man. I, <laughs> I guess I that's why both. Tom Cruise has been around for so long. It's because he's always just consistently. Right. Like, he gives uh, it his all, man. Yeah. Every time. I know, right? He doesn't, he doesn't hold back. I, I like it. Especially, I mean, with these stunts in Mission Impossible, too. I feel like. He broke his you know what? foot. Let's yeah. just jump right into another game. Mission Impossible movies. Can we all talk about them? So yeah. we've seen, all three it's of us have seen all five. I've seen all five, I, yeah. I've, have you seen all five of them? I think them? I've I think I've seen them all recently too. Really? Yeah. I mean to I I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen them. I was showing them to my little bro. So. Okay, nice. Well, so what do you guys They're think is how how would you rank them? So I think so let's just go one by one. So the first movie awesome i think it's solid i I love it love it yeah you think it's the best i do think it's the best i love the it's the darkest is the most mysterious Mm -hmm. one of them all there's a lot of twists turns yeah it's the least fun of the bunch i think it's It's, so it's so it's the most serious and it's the most spy espionage the rest of them get kind of crazy with the action but that one stays specifically mostly a spy movie. It's also by Brian De Palma. It, it, it's a tension-based movie, which yeah. is why I love it so well, much. I think, and that's Del Palma, the director Del Palma. Like, I mean, Scarface and, and stuff like that. You know, Brian De Palma knows what he's doing. And it's so interesting how with these Mission Impossible movies, every single one of them has had a different director. And each director is wildly different in their style. Yeah. And so that's why each movie is so different. So I love this series because it's so... What's what's interesting is that the fifth movie is directed by the guy who's also directing the sixth so this is the first one the new one's coming out it's the first tom cruise one is friends with this guy he's the same guy who directed jack reacher too yeah so he's friends with tom cruise and stuff so. yeah exactly oh let's not get to the fifth one so what do you think of the first one connor if you recall no i can't the only ones i can really recall are uh 
the last two. Okay, so we'll get to those. So okay, I, I, I want to say good. more about the first one though. You want to like, talk about the first one for a while? Man, I love the scene. Okay, this movie has been out for a while. I might spoil it a little bit. Well, I mean. Okay, the scene where he's talking in the diner at the beginning of the movie okay. to like the a guy who's supposed to help him out, but he yeah. like learns through conversation like, "Oh, this guy isn't on my side." And there's, there's that tension, and then there's the breaking point with the tension. Yeah, yeah, it's just a really good, really super well good. written <laughs> it's the and awesome well shot scene. scene. Yeah, it's a good scene. I agree, it's a good scene. I was thinking, okay, so Mission Impossible Two, I think, is the weakest. I think most people would say it's that the one's weakest. like, yeah, it's the weakest. It's really boring up until that crazy part in the cave and then it's like cool for and the, the, the bikes and so it's okay so that's john it's john woo and it's really over the top the rest are not as over the top as this one so i i don't know i think it's okay it's not even that like it's fine yeah this is the one which had like which was trying to be really cool it had like the rock soundtrack mm-hmm. like limp biscuit covered the mission impossible theme song and <laughs> oh shit God, for this movie it was trying really hard to be cool yeah it was it's cool for the first la- last 30 minutes the John Woo has doves flying all over the place. Oh, yeah, that, that seems amazing. It's I ridiculous. Love that shot. <laughs> so we'll just go right into the third one, J.J. Abrams' film. Um, best villain of the series by far with Philip Seymour best Hoffman's villain. character, um, I think. I don't really dig this one too much. I don't really... Mm-hmm. It's J.J. Abrams' first movie, and I feel like this isn't... like He had to like ease into it a bit doing movies, but I don't think this one's that good. See, and I think one action sequence that always stood out to me in this is I, I love the shot where he's running... And then the missile blows up near him, and he he gets flown sideways yeah, of into the that's car, awesome. and it busts the window. That shot is like the coolest shot ever. I've seen like he also it. flung him with the harness to make that actually happen. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. It's awesome. And then, oh yeah, Connor, what Rogue Nation? Rogue Nation? No, not yet. So the fourth <laughs> one is Ghost Protocol. Oh, uh, that's right, Ghost Protocol. So Ghost Protocol is definitely super cool. by far my favorite. Yeah. That one's Brad Bird. That movie is what turned me on to the movies because mm-hmm. I never really liked them that much. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, Ghost Protocol was just, that's when they fucking, I feel like they kicked up the action. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. They <laughs> did. And that, and they were, and it was good. It wasn't bad action. It was really good action. It was, um, that was the first movie where I noticed set pieces. So like where an action scene is taking place is more important than the action itself often. And I didn't think about that before, but in, in, uh, that movie, every single scene, there's a new location that is just so cool. So unique, such a cool way to do the action where it's like all of a sudden he's running from a sandstorm after he just climbed the tallest building in the world. And then in the end, he's fucking no, the part, the part in between that though, I think is the coolest where they have to fake the meat. And get the information from one media and transfer it to the other fake media. There's a lot like going the, on. There, it's such a good but sequence. But I think yeah. I'm thinking like also the climax where it's in the um, they got all the parked cars and the cars like you know they're going up, they're like jumping car to car and stuff, and they're fighting each other. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, <laughs> I, it's I don't know, man. The set pieces are so cool in that movie. And the director of it had only done animated movies before it. He did the Ratatouille and the Incredibles and the Iron Giant. And this is his first live action movie. And when you watch it, I think I know why. It's because he probably storyboarded the fuck out of this thing. <laughs> like the whole thing was planned so well that the action looks so good. Um, okay, here's here's one thing that makes this movie kind of great is that it's the fourth installment in the franchise. It started 17 years ago at this point. 15. When, yeah, it was like 15 years ago. Yep. Yeah. And like there's still like 
a incredibly iconic scene that they're making like tom oh. cruise climbing up the side of the thing that's super iconic now it is yeah it's yeah. seriously probably one of the biggest action set pieces of all time <laughs> and like it's the fourth installment like 15 years into this yeah. series like and then you catch to the next movie and you're hanging out the side of a plane off a plane yeah For rogue real. nation crazy. so rogue, rogue nation, nation i've seen once it was in the theater i remember really liking it it's by christopher christopher mcquarrie who did jack reacher and um the way of the gun it's it's good. I, <laughs> yeah, it was, I felt I liked it the same as I like Ghost Protocol. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the same vibe. Honestly, it doesn't change it up too much. Even though it's got yeah, a different director. I was saying each movie feels different. The two that feel the least different are four and five, which isn't a bad thing because four was not they, as good as I can expect. Yeah, exactly. From a they probably Mission saw Impossible like movie. oh, four. Everyone kind of like liked that the most. Let's mm-hmm. not try to stray away from that yeah. too much. They nailed it in four. Yeah. Let's just try to try to do it in a different area, different plot. Obviously, I thought Rebecca Ferguson's character was a great addition. Great, I thought she was awesome. It was the first time I saw her, and I was like, "Who is this?" And every movie I've seen her in since, I'm like, "Yep, there she is again. She's awesome. There she is again. She's awesome." Like, yeah. so um, that movie's awesome. I'm really excited for that. That the new movie Mission did too. have really good tension <laughs> in it. Um, it had the scene in the the opera the was opera? super good. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. and you're figuring this out what's going on as Tom Cruise is figuring out what's going on, and he is able to like kind of beat it. Once again, cool. those set pieces, the set yeah. pieces were really cool in Rogue Nation, where they were just like, "Whoa, this looks awesome! Whoa, this is like really creative." I'm the opera scene stood out to me the most, and it's but... like a quiet fight because they're yes. it's a show, so they're not trying to be seen while they're fighting like kind of backstage yeah oh, up so above cool. i think yeah. it's on the like, on the rafters yeah, yeah on the rafters it was, it was cool stuff i have to watch these movies again right that's what i was thinking for the new one holly hasn't seen any of them so for the new one coming out in i think a month or two i was just like whatever we're watching them all back to back to back yeah i got the blu-ray steelbook collection i got them all I, really i <laughs> well i think the only one i need is the second one because i mean, the worst. i'm probably yeah. watched all of them too to be honest because i don't remember the first three too much yeah and the sixth one comes out in july so nice yeah, cool july 27th i'm stoked man the action in that movie looks the trailer it just like shows up duh, 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 like cut 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 of oh just yeah. the craziest shit happening in awesome <laughs> action set pieces dude it's all in cool new locations like, Holy shit. henry cavill's the new addition to this one and henry cavill looks yeah. really badass he looks like a yeah. beast in this movie so. henry cavill's always a beast cavill yeah, man cavill henry cavill. Cavill. cavill nice okay so that was cool that we went off topic for a little bit now let's bring it back i was gonna um one of our things we we're talking about taking a genre from one year and comparing that same genre to another year all the movies so what we are going to do this week is 2003 comedies versus 2008 comedies um so do you have a list there connor or i have it? a i have a list of uh movies from both one of them has more okay so which movie has more comedies then? 2008 2008 okay so um how do you guys want to do this you guys just want to start We'll just take it one by one, I guess. Name one. Name one. Two thousand three movie. Here, here's what we'll do. We'll do a. I'll pick one from two thousand three. Pick one from two thousand eight. Here, let's make this could be a game. I'll have you guys argue. It's like a one. bracket, kind of like a, in our head. We just go pair pair them up one by one and. Sure, we can do that. Yeah. Okay. So one of here, let's take one from two thousand three. Let's go with one of them. All right, so one of them is like an action comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rundown. The Rundown, classic. Yeah, I love 2003, that The Rundown, and then I'll say with two- The Rock and Sean yeah. William Scott. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And then uh, 2008, we'll go with uh, Role Models. Oh fuck! 
Okay, two Sean William Scott movies. movies. That's yeah. a really good, Connor. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen any of those movies. You haven't seen either The Rundown no. or Role Models? Okay, oh, so The Rundown is about what The Rock. It's like an action comedy, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. a perfect script. It's like a perfect action comedy where it, perfect. <laughs> he's sent to go pick up Sean William Scott in, in the like jungle, basically. Yeah, in a jungle. Yeah, it's called Welcome to the Jungle was the original title. Was and then, it? Yeah, and then they changed it. To that, which is funny, Jumanji ends Jumanji, up getting called Welcome, to the, Welcome to the Jungle. Nobody, nobody was like, "Yo, I'm Another gonna go see movie. Jumanji." Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's just everyone just calls it Jumanji. Everyone just calls it Numanji. If you, isn't that that's that like didn't catch thing. on? No. I, no, okay. <laughs> no, I've never heard or that. Jumanji Two or something like that. Yeah, I distinguish it. I don't know. Whatever. The rundown is super fun, but Role Models is strictly a comedy with Paul Rudd, and it's a really funny one. Oh, I love Role Models personally i think rundown is better though i think i'd watch rundown more often than role models i think it's probably a better script i think yeah because i think role models relied on just like crude humor which from great actors which works yeah the crude (laughs) humor worked but you're right it's it's very um it's almost a little uh childish compared i mean the opening scene of the rundown i think is amazing where he goes in the nightclub and he gets the oh, yeah, he gets like the a, Super Bowl ring yeah. or the he's, there's like those all those football players in the nightclub and he's like knows all their height and weights their like weaknesses and strengths. It was awesome. And he goes there, he just beats the shit out yeah, of the guy. Yeah, and he just fucks him up and gets what he wants. And yeah. it's like the Rock. It's such a great opening, and it was like the opening to his uh, acting career. You know, well, was, that was the Scorpion King, but you know. Okay, you're right. The Scorpion King. Well, the Mummy Returns he's was the first movie. He's barely in that, and in. when he's in it at the end, he's CGI. Very yes. poorly that done. That was the CGI. first one, but yeah, you're right. So okay, I'll go with the rundown. What's next? Um, let's see. Holes. Fuck you. Holes, holes is, is a not a comedy. Holes is not holes a comedy. Is like, if the rundown's a comedy, Holes is a comedy. Oh, seriously, the no, rundown. You haven't half fucking that seen movie, the rundown, so you don't fucking know. Half the movie's action with The Rock. The other half with Sean William Scott, straight up comedy. I quote it all the time. The little bit of thunder, a little bit of lightning. Go, go, go. <laughs> like, the shit is so... Oh, man. It's so it's, funny. It's iconic. Holes, holes yeah. is kind of comedic, though, man. You can't deny you that. Name can't one funny name the funny part. What's the funny part right here on the podcast? Man, I haven't seen this movie since, like, 2011. Because it's not funny in your head. It's not. It's funnier than it is in in real life. It's a funny. Everyone. It's categorized as a comedy. If we have listeners, is holds a comedy. Yeah. Any (laughs) listeners out there? Could you please just email us at what's our email again? No. Put us on on Instagram. Get on Instagram. Put it on our IG. Yeah. Go message us. Direct message us. Message us on Instagram or Facebook. One of those. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know is what you think. Holes is not a comedy. It's not a fucking comedy. comedy, man. All right. So comedy. the next two movies that are comedies. Um, so <laughs> this is these are two weird ones. So All right, I'm good. ready. So 2008, The House Bunny. The House Bunny. Okay. What even is I don't even know what the movie and is. Man. Do you not? What are you doing on this you movie You know the podcast? weirdest. You don't know these movies. You know the weird movies. But you don't know like I mean like you know like movies that you shouldn't know and you don't know movies that you should know. Oh, The yeah, House Bunny. Yeah, I'm that's not why I'm too on much this shit podcast. For not the House Bunny. But. Okay. Okay. Well. Okay. So we're gonna go with The House Bunny 2008 and The Cat in the Hat 2003. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like I like the animal theme. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the house bunny is about it's Anna Ferris and she is a Playboy bunny and she starts living with a sorority on a college campus. Yeah, it's okay. You know, it's not. I mean, the cat in the hat straight up isn't good. <laughs> yeah, but, but Alex Baldwin but, looks super snazzy in that movie. Oh man, but it does. Man. It is, that movie? dude. 
What? Have you seen The Cat in the Hat? Yeah, I've seen The Cat in the Fuck Hat. Fuck yeah, there yeah. we go. Do you guys know who shot that movie? The cinematographer is Alejandro. Yeah, Richard Deakins, right? No, it's Alejandro Inurito. Oh, he it? shot that? Yeah, yeah. he fucked three-time Academy Award winner. <laughs> it draws you in. I'll give you that. It's he won, pretty weird. He wins for Cinematography and Gravity, Birdman, and Revenant back-to-back-to-back. Just a decade prior, he did Cat in the Hat. <laughs> nice. Wow. So he, might, he might have been tight for work. I though. would pick Cat in the Hat because I get... The House Bunny is okay. You know, yeah. it's serviceable. I'd rather have a bad movie that is super entertaining for how bad it is mm-hmm. than a movie that's just okay. Yeah, I'd so go I'd with pick Cat in the Hat. Cat too. in the Hat. Yeah, I Cat in the Hat because I haven't seen the other ones. All right, so we'll do... 2003 is we'll winning so far. We'll do another one. <laughs> that's pretty weird. <laughs> All right, well, I haven't really gotten to the good ones from 2008, I guess. Yeah. Except for Role Models was one of the top ones, but... All right, um, let me look, let me look, let me look. All right, we'll, t- we'll pair up. Ah, I can't do that. Because that, but it, it was two Jim Just Carrey. Just do it, man. It Just two, pick two. Just it was pick two, two Jim Carrey movies, but, yeah. but, the, but like, all right, that's picking like one of the top from 2003 and one of the bottom from 2008. So I'll go, <laughs> I'll go, uh, all right, we'll go straight up. Old School versus Step Brothers. Fuck. I haven't seen either of those, man. Bro, no. Do you <laughs> not like funny movies? I don't like. I don't watch a lot of comedies. Okay, man. old school and Step Brothers. Okay, are do you do you like watching comedies alone? Because I could see all these. Yeah, movies. I just don't watch them alone. That no, much. comedies are just as funny. If a movie's funny, it'll be just as funny to yourself as it would be in a group. The only fun thing about groups is that you just get to enjoy the jokes together. But otherwise, the jokes should be just as funny. If it's really funny, if it's actually good, it should be. Okay, if we have listeners also say, is watching the comedy alone... Do you like watching comedies alone or not? Well, I would prefer to have people there, but it's not necessary. So if you're a boring person... You shouldn't watch comedies. I feel like it just isn't essential to have a person. But if you're not a boring person, you watch comedies, you'll be entertained. All right. Well, since let's do one that he's seen. Let's do. Okay. Well, really quick. I'm going to say Step Brothers is better than old school. Okay. Because I think Step Brothers is just like, honestly, the pinnacle comedy. (laughs) Like it's, it's (laughs) right. It's my number two favorite comedy of all time. Right under super bad. So I I think it's, it's hilarious. Old school is still really funny though. Vince Vaughn's great. All right. So. Let's go. Yes, man versus Elf. I've seen both of those. Good. Yeah. That is actually a great one yeah. because I think most people would say Elf, mm-hmm. right? I Elf. I'm gonna say Yes, man. Yeah, I'd say, I'm gonna say Yes, man too. Yeah, yeah I'd say Yes, man. I think Elf <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. I think I think Elf gets hit over the head way too much every Christmas. People are like we need to watch Elf. Yeah. Elf, okay. Elf is funny though. It's pretty it's, funny. It is yeah. really good. I mean, what Will Ferrell? Oh yeah. Will yes Ferrell Man's is a, kid's a special movie, movie though. I give you that. But Yes Man is special. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> For me, Yes Man, I saw it in the theater with my mom, Dude, and Zoe I made Chanel. her go back the week after. She had to go see a different movie, but she had to take me to the theater so I could go see it again with my buddy because I wanted to see it a second time. I couldn't wait. Yeah, I think Yes Man's kind of like Secret Life of Walter Mitty. It's about a guy like stepping out of his. Comfort, comfort zone, zone. Yeah. yeah and it's feel good yeah. but yes man is just so funny something about it like I, I every i think the plot of yes man all the ups and downs everything he goes through it's just so entertaining to watch and it's so funny and like i've seen yes man a lot more than uh, i've seen it way too many times i would say <laughs> like i've seen it several times and it's still entertaining it doesn't get old zoe deschanel is adorable dude i love zoe deschanel. and their their relationship is so weird because the age difference but it works like I yeah. totally love both of them together, and I think he's so great in it. Like Jim Carrey's awesome, and it made me so happy to see him 
more that recent. late in his career. Yeah, yeah later in his career funny. doing something like where you're clearly he's having a good time doing this. Yeah. All yes, right. man. We'll do one more. Um, or two more if you want. Uh, let's go. 2003, School of Rock. In 2008, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay. I've seen one of those movies. So this is interesting. So right now it's tied. We have two for 2003, two, two for 08. Yep. <laughs> okay, so Forgetting Sarah Marshall is... A, both these movies are so good because they both have really good writing. I think School like, of Rock isn't quite as good as most people say it is. I think it's a little meh. If you watched I, it when you were young... I didn't watch it when I was young. So that was I saw it in the good. theater. You'll understand. So I saw it when I was really young. That, There's that a lot of these movies like Shrek and like Spongebob as a TV show where I didn't watch it as a kid and I watch it now and I just don't get it at mm-hmm. all. Like well, a- see, I don't think the kid thing even has to be there though because, okay, like School of Rock, I said I saw it in the theater. I clearly remember the theater full of adults, not just kids. I mean, there were some kids there, but it's a PG-13 movie, so it's not for kids. Um, and True. they were cheering when the they were playing the song at the end. Like, when they start playing and then at the end of that song, how do you not cheer? And so it's like the audience in the theater was having so much fun. I remember the hardest laughs were when they raised the curtains and you saw all the kids' hairdos and stuff and how they were all dressed up for the rock conference. Yeah. Like, that was the biggest laugh in the theater. And I just, I don't know. I think I think School of Rock is really special. So I'm going to go with that. I yeah. I think it's great. I haven't seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall. But I, you're going to pick that over <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's you better. You would probably like Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It has Marshall. Mila it Kunis, good. right? Mila Kunis. Yeah. Jason so. Siegel wrote it. So it's, it's a really good, like, it's a smart movie as far as comedies go romance also has that one dude with honestly long hair. i love both i love bo- russell brand yeah russell brand, russell yeah. brand he hasn't yeah. been in movies lately he's very one note and that one note got old quick yeah. <laughs> but i actually like i like that guy as a person he's really good he's oh, just yeah. an interesting human being mm-hmm. he's really cool uh i'm gonna have to go with school of rock though no didn't he play both. god like a year ago in like a movie he army like, of one with army of one nick cage was that a Nicolas Cage movie where he's great? No, it looked terrible. <laughs> but he played Jesus in it, yeah. yeah. So I think... Uh, You're going to go School of Rock, yeah, honey? Yeah, School of Rock wins that for me. We'll do one more, even though that's three to two. Yeah, we'll do one doesn't more. Matter. Let's see. Yeah, this is a good matchup, though. Uh, we've already talked about one of these movies, but we're going to match it up with... It. So 2008, Tropic Thunder. Versus, I like the win. Versus 2003, Bruce Almighty. Oh, Bruce Almighty is <laughs> Bruce Almighty's good. It's, a good it's not as good as Tropic Thunder, oh, but Tropic Thunder's better. Tropic, yeah, yeah, yeah we, we were just talking about I, how I good Tropic Thunder is, man. So. I know, but those movies, those are like two really like for, for my life. Before Tropic Thunder came out, I was in love with Bruce Almighty. Like that was like it is that was like up there, and I don't know if Tropic Thunder overtook. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a, it's a tough call. So Tropic Thunder to me it definitely is better than Bruce Almighty, but Bruce Almighty is like a compilation of Jim Carrey. Like yeah. here's the moments over the years that we could it's have funnier. seen. It's funnier. They're like literally here's all these skits that we could have done with him over the past two decades, and we just threw them all together in one movie. Because so, like yeah. him being God, it just allows him to go weird with it. So yeah, he's like it, super no, weird. It's, it's honestly Tropic Thunder's funnier. I might, but I might like the message in Bruce Almighty more. Yeah, so you could like it more too. Yeah. Like I think it. We the, came out in like '03, I think. Oh, yeah, what yeah. am I saying? It's '03 and '08. Yo, didn't yeah, we know? We're didn't this. Evan Almighty come out in '08? Oh I God, didn't love that movie. Evan Almighty, all. I think it was '07. I saw that before I saw Bruce Almighty. I didn't know Evan Almighty was a thing. Oh, yeah. Evan Almighty's way worse. 
It's fine. Yeah. I thought. I don't know. I haven't seen it in such a long it's time. It's not that good. I don't remember it being that good. Steve Carell builds Steve Carell's good, of course. He's always yeah. good. I think Jonah Hill's in it, too, as like a side character. Really? Yeah, with I, Wanda I Sykes. Remember. Wanda Sykes and Jonah Hill are in it as like people that work for him. Whatever. It doesn't. It's not good. Why do I remember this? Um. So, crap. So it's just the thing is, 2008 had way more comedy movies than 2003 did. Mm-hmm. Comedy was at its peak in like the late... 2000s i feel like well we were talking about how it was just judd apatow in 2007 yeah. he kind of started yeah, showing up everywhere producing so, yeah, everything i'll read the rest of the movies off 2008 just read them yeah go ahead so the rest that i didn't list one of them zach and miri make a porno great burn after reading i really like oh it. it's super funny yeah i super love that good. movie too it's a good dark comedy See, but that's a dark comedy it's kind of yeah. hard to say it's a comedy straight exactly. up but there's a few it is very funny there's a few of those like uh, in Bruges. In Bruges, yeah. In Bruges. Bruges. Very dark. Very, it's, it's more very dark, dark than it's a comedy. Uh, yeah. It's then, still really funny. Though. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love... I'm sorry. I'm going to talk about In Bruges just really quick. Oh, it's, yeah, I love that movie. In Bruges is so good. It's from the guy. I mean, he just got you know three billboards outside epping missouri is what his most recent movie was but i love when he was talking about he's like i fucking hate bruges and he's like maybe maybe if i was a farmer and fucking retarded bruges would impress me but i'm not so it doesn't <laughs> i was like yes. it's a it's a british movie right it's yeah Iri- they're irish yeah, yeah they're all but, irish but like the it's that kind of british irish comedy everything's fast snappy yeah, very dry very fast yeah, yeah. It's so good it's yeah, so funny it's awesome then uh the last one was semi-pro which is which you love i love <laughs> yeah you really enjoy so, that one so yeah there's what about a three is there any other the ones that not really the ones that i didn't list the only one i didn't say it was the even stevens movie and there's more <laughs> i have seen the even stevens okay. movie the even stevens I, movie I, I never watched this any of them i never watched a show but i dig the even stevens movie man i love the even, even stevens Steven movie's good yeah, it's not great. bad dude i love the black dude uh what's his name fucking i don't know his name i don't know even he's stevens. in semi-pro he's yeah, in um, semi-pro uh is andre benjamin no, no, no semi-pro no, no, no. and yeah. even stevens because no, he should be not i mean just not andre. it's the dude from like he he's he's in uh Dewey Cox, walk hard. Oh, oh, um, the guy from SNL. Yeah, and he's also in Pop Star. Yeah, yeah, I um, think so. Yeah. What is that guy's name? Yeah, he's, he's also, love him. He plays the ladies' man on SNL. He had a movie <laughs> called The Ladies' Man. I love is he him in Pop Star. What? Yeah, that's why I said. Who is he in Pop Star? Oh, he's name? the uh, manager, the black guy, the manager who's. Can't can't remember who he is. I gotta look this up. This Me is so. Too. This is great podcast material. Oh, Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows is his name. Look at this guy. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that guy in the Even Stevens movie, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's classic. Yeah, Even Stevens, where they they get tricked into going to this island, they're forced to survive while people like film them for money or whatever. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. It's, it's like er- reality TV. It's perfect. But, yeah. It was reality TV before reality TV. It's that good. <laughs> So if I'm looking at comedy movies, I'm starting to see if you forgot anything. Not that okay, no, a lot of these aren't that good. Like exactly, anger yeah. management isn't that yeah, good. Yeah, I tried to name Daddy Daycare's classic. I thought about <laughs> listing that one. Um I enjoy Head of State, but it's not great. Yeah. Oh, Bad Santa, dude. Uh uh-uh. Bad Santa's straight up one of my favorite comedies of all time. Really? Bad Santa, yeah. I think on it's one. definitely my favorite Christmas movie. Oh well if Unless we're saying Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. I think it's. It, I think. It I counts, think it's a cop out answer for people so who don't like Christmas movies. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah. It's just such a cop out answer. Like when I people ask Christmas movie, they're like, Santa better be in there and some elves and some good. 
feel a good message at the end about giving and stuff. American, that's Christmas American Wedding is also that year, and that's my favorite American Pie oh, movie. So I did miss one. Just, just a couple. I mean, it, you're right. Looking at the years, 08 is a better year than 03 for comedy. Full, because like, there the comedies be... that came out in 03 were just lower quality for the most part, aside from these few that we mentioned here. I think almost every other one is like yeah, a B minus or lower. Yeah, so. 2008, better year in comedy. But there's movies you could pick from 2003 and pick movies from 2008. There are some classics in 03, for yeah. sure. Like like old School, old Bruce school. Almighty, School of Rock, The Rundown. Those, those, I mean, School of Rock, that's great, yeah. Um, really good. I'm glad, even Steven's. <laughs> uh, so, what Cat time are we at right now? We're at 55. 55? Cool. I think we got time for the Mother's Day mom movie. So Mother's Day. I painted this picture. It's Mother's Day, right? You're home alone with your mom. Nobody else is there. And she wants to watch a movie. What movie are you putting in to make your mom happy? That's a, do you want to make her happy? Oh, or no, 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 no. How about that? No, stop. No, no, not for her happiness. What movie do you decide I'm watching this with my mom today? And whether that's for you or her is out of the question. This is my Mother's Day movie with my mom. I want to watch this with her. Okay. I got it. I got one. All right, Justin. Are we going to start us off? Yeah. We'll go around. So, Justin. Right, I'd say The Proposal because every mom I've ever met loves The Proposal. <laughs> it's a safe bet. <laughs> yeah. So, just watch like watch that or any rom-com she likes with a hot dude. She'll love it. Yeah. All right. Is that it? You're going <laughs> to... I feel no, like... I think it's simple, Proposal. Man. So, what specific... I mean... No? It's... She'll like it and it's an okay movie. Why? That's why. Why is my mom going to like The Proposal? Because huh? moms Watching love The you. Proposal. Watching it with you specifically with me specifically it's you and your mom yeah i know it's me and my mom what I, is your mom like about the proposal <laughs> she loves it it's the proposal it's got oh my god it's, it's got no reasoning <laughs> this guy's a All stone right, i'm gonna go He's i'm stone. sitting my mom down and like my first thought is like i want to show her probably the breakfast club or something because that's her favorite movie but i'm like nah, no 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 it's mother's day i'm probably putting in aliens because i think aliens is a great mom movie um i think ripley is a perfect mom to newt and i think my mom would totally be down to watch aliens with me on mother's oh, day yeah, sure. and it has a great mom message the back away from her you bitch yeah like fuck yeah go moms like that's, not bad bro. it's a great mom movie i think so yeah aliens <laughs> okay here's my here's my take too all right okay um, good. the guilt trip it's a great mother-son bonding movie okay yeah the guilt trip not a good movie though <laughs> i think it's I don't think it's terrible. It's fine. I would con- I would call that a plane movie. It's a movie that's good on a plane, but not it's much also good, elsewhere. It's also good for that's, watching that, with you your know, mom. You know what was that's a good also plane what movie? it's good for. <laughs> okay. You yeah. know what was a good plane movie for me? Mm. Uh, that one movie, Max, the dog movie. Oh, the, the one with the, the hero dog? Yeah, that, with, that was a good movie for a plane. I watched that on a plane. Wasn't that with, I watched, uh, you know what's Kate a good Mara? plane movie? The movie I most recently watched on a plane was In the Heart of the Sea with really? Chris Hemsworth. That was a great plane movie because I was like, this plane is boring movies. as shit. Plane movies. Yeah, good the last, uh, in 2014, I was on a plane. The plane movie was... um. Winter's Tale, great plane movie. That's a great plane movie. That's a bad. <laughs> that's just a straight bad movie compared to the rest of these ones that we're saying. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so, cool. Uh, so my Mother's Day movie is Room. 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 Oh god. <laughs> oh no. The With movie, Brie Larson. With Brie Larson. Oh. What a Dude, gut punch. That's a. It's. It's a gut punch. But that's that movie has a real mom message. For real. That's <laughs> that's a good mom. In, yeah, in room. Yeah, like dude. that's a powerful mom, and the it puts you in the feels. Moms like being in the feels, you know, with, with their with their kids or whatever. 
and is also it's a good movie. I kind of been wanting to watch that again. So. I've seen Room <laughs> once, but yeah, like that. Same. That I feel like it's kind of like Aliens, where it's just like that's I'm a mom that would do again, anything though. for her kid. Yeah, she and, would. And you see it, you see it there. You see it with my movie. I don't see it with the proposal. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's a very easy to please person. Fine. Okay. Yeah, like my either that watch or my movies. mom looks. Yours, Yours is the most practical of our three. Yeah. That's yeah, for damn yeah. sure. <laughs> Yours is the most easily accessible. Also, if your mom likes an actor, just put in something like that. My mom will watch anything that Tom Cruise is in. Just oh. throw in a Tom Cruise movie. Boom. I feel like I could throw in any John Hughes, and my mom would be like totally fine. She wouldn't say a goddamn word yeah, about yeah. it. <laughs> like yeah. any John Hughes film. Um. Okay, well, cool. I'm glad we each picked one, and yeah. I think we each did a good job. So, I mean, this one Mother's time- Day... Just, you know, take your mom and just watch the proposal aliens, aliens or room, room with her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, That's... one time I, on Mother's Day, I watched A Walk Among the Tombstones with my mom and she liked it. So, <laughs> with you know, Liam Neeson. Yeah. yeah with Liam detective Neeson. movie with Liam Neeson. Yep. So you never know. <laughs> Maybe I would suggest starting off with asking your mom what she wants to watch. And yeah. then if she gives you a choice, then you can choose aliens. My mom, my <laughs> yeah. mom doesn't like to watch movies. So it's over for me. <laughs> yeah. It's not even going to happen. <laughs> Okay, cool. Yeah. So, Life Aquatic then? Life Aquatic. Let's dive into it. All right. So, Get this it. is the pick of the week from two Get weeks it, ago. Dive into it. Uh-huh. Oh, dive into the Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. The is Steve Zizou. 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 So, um, okay. Justin, this is your favorite Wes Anderson movie. You picked yes. it. Started off. What did you think of Life Aquatic? The Life Aquatic is it's a one-of-a-kind movie there are no movies really like it it's the most out there of all the wes anderson movies and the world it builds inside like this submarine of how things operate and bill murray he just doesn't give a shit about anything and like he lets that lifestyle just like leak over into everything in his life and like destroy his relationships and stuff and he kind of learns to be a better person i think it's really good Okay, so I think I could name a few movies that are just like this, and it's called every other Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> this one's different than the other Wes Anderson. What's movies? different, different about I feel it? Like it? I feel like it's like more obviously quirky, dude. It's like it feels like it's a parody of Wes Anderson movies. <laughs> it feels like the I whole thing's see. like, man, how I Wes Anderson can we get? And they're like, oh, let's throw it. Let's have him talk directly to the people and show them the ship. And then he goes through each piece of the model <laughs> ship. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cute. But it's like, this is just so overtly Wes Anderson. It's so dry. The whole movie's incredibly dry for being placed in the ocean. Mm-hmm. It's a dry movie it's for a, sure. Oh, God. I laughed so hard when Bill Murray was saying, it's so wet. And then Kate Blanchett's like, it's all the water. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So anyway, my review. Gonna jump into my review. So to go with what I was just saying, it is probably one of the funniest Wes Anderson movies I've seen. I laughed very hard, pretty much consistently, but I don't think it's one of his best. I think it's one of his weakest. Um, Actually, I think it is the weakest that I've seen. Uh, I still think it's a good movie. I would give it a B. It's entertaining. I think the characters are great, but it isn't quite sound. Like it doesn't feel complete. It feels like Wes Anderson had a lot of great moments and ideas, but he didn't quite know how to blend them all together and they kind of fall apart when in execution. Yeah. Um, so what do you think, Connor? I feel the same way. I think like I enjoyed it. I, I laughed more than I thought I would, which is weird because I like Wes, Wes Anderson, 
But um yeah, I'd say it's probably a B to me. Um I love the scene where I I love the relationship between uh, Owen Wilson and Bill Murray. Like mm-hmm. that that kind of makes the movie for me. That's a great relationship. Yeah. I agree. Um and when he's like up on top of the ship uh smoking a blunt or whatever <laughs> and <laughs> and and um who's the uh is it Kate Blanchett who's the uh like the journalist? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. He's like smoking and she she's next to him and he like leans in to like kiss her and she's like what the fuck no and he's like bill murray is <laughs> so forward in this movie like with woman it's, it's i love him leaning in i love him leaning in to kiss her and she pulls back and they both look for away from each other for a second and yeah. then she just changes the subject yeah. as if like uh, she expected you him see, to do yeah, exactly. that like she knew he was gonna see, do like, that. those yeah. moments in the film are funny and that makes me laugh that kind of yeah. makes it to me I think, yeah, the movie was very, very funny. I can't get over that. Like, I laughed a lot. And I think Bill Murray as Steve Zissou is great. Zissou. What? Zissou. 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 Steve Zissou is a great character. I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. And I also loved the pirate scene where they're getting um oh yeah that was amazing taken by pirates and he he's like you know what i'm just gonna get them off my boat like that thing was great but it just feels very um it just feels very scattershot compared to most wes anderson films where he's such a uh, thoughtful filmmaker where it feels like every single frame was thought well in advance this movie feels almost as if they're making up part of it on the spot yeah, I could feel that. Uh, it's kind of a journey like with the characters you don't know where it's gonna go for the whole movie you're I agree. out in the middle it of the ocean very them. unpredictable yeah. i agree i would say um the characters are very creative overall like all the characters jeff are goldblum super funny which is expected though like a wes anderson movie all the cr- characters are the best parts i think is like he comes up with these really inventive wacky cr- characters and then puts them in different situations and so the characters were there um but i think that the way it kind of goes all over the place in terms of plot and tone all of Wes Anderson movies do that. Like they kind of get crazy in the plot. Like the plots get like way over the top to where they can't keep track of anything anymore. And the tone also goes from comedy to serious to all over the, but like, I feel like almost every other Wes Anderson movie was able to do those better, like balance all the elements better. This movie feels like it kind of doesn't know what to do with some of the elements. So it kind of drops them. Um, it's still good though. I feel yeah. like I'm I'm harping on it a lot. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Still, like it's still Wes Anderson. My, I was just gonna say that my favorite Wes Anderson movie is Moonrise Kingdom. Mm, interesting pick. I think Moonrise Kingdom was the first Wes Anderson film I saw, and I think it is right above this, where it is on the weaker half. I think still Royal Tenenbaums is better. Grand Budapest is right after that, and um, Bottle Rockets near near. I think Bottle Rocket might be worse than. Uh, Moonrise. I, like, I think uh, yeah. I think Bottle Rocket. I think it's kind of hounded as like the bad Wes Anderson movie, but I think it's pretty solid. Life Aquatic gets that hate. Really? Life Aquatic gets all the hate. I thought in the Darjeeling Limited. That's the Darjeeling the only, Limited. Yeah, I, I see that. It's the only Wes Anderson film now that I haven't seen. Um, did you have you seen uh what's the one Rushmore? Rushmore, I think, is his weakest. Honestly. Okay, well, Rushmore. I I don't think I finished Rushmore, so maybe I, I can't count that yet either. But I hate Jason Schwartzman, so that's the hard part. Is yeah, like the main character. Him. If Jesus I hate him and he's playing a hateable character, like or not hateable, but like the mm-hmm. character is especially aggravating in that film. It feels like at times Rushmore has mm-hmm. a seven point seven on IMDb. Oh, some people like it. I mean, yeah, like, I feel like that's his weakest. Film. My buddy Steve, it's his favorite of all Wes Anderson's films. So, 
I don't know. I it's I think I go Life Aquatic, Grand Budapest, Royal Tenenbaums, Bottle Rocket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Fantastic Mr. Fox is somewhere on there too. So he's somewhere in there, yeah. And then somewhere, uh, yeah. Well, he's made about, a few. Say Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs is great. Still I'm the. Have, I think I'm the only one that has uh, seen yeah, that. Yeah, I haven't seen that. So yeah, I think I think his films go Royal Tenenbaums is definitely my favorite, Grand Budapest, and then I would probably slip Isle of Dogs in there after that because Isle of Dogs is great. I forgot about that. <laughs> What's really cool is that I can see him um, mastering his craft though with each film, even if I don't think the films are better. Like I still think Royal Tenenbaums in 2001 is his best, and that was like his second movie or third third, third, movie, third movie after yeah. Rushmore. Um, but I I think that you can see in his style and stuff. He's getting better. He's getting smarter or something. Like he he he's growing as a filmmaker, which is really cool to see. You can see his style fully developed by um the Darjeeling Limited. Mm-hmm. That's the one where like, But I feel like he's just been enhancing it ever since. Yeah. Like if I just compare Fantastic Mr. Fox in 07 to Isle of Dogs now, like just that jump, it's amazing. Like you watch Isle of Dogs and you're like, Whoa, this is so much better than Mr. Fox and Mr. Fox is great. So I don't yeah, know. I think he learned not to work better with claymation, probably, but I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Also, I was going to say about Life Aquatic, all of the animated scenes and underwater scenes, um, really weird and creative in the way that they animated them. Like it's it's almost like stop motion. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Might be, but stop it's motion. also like a it looks kind of like CGI, like really bad CGI because it was two thousand four. But it's kind of on purpose, it, though. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it works. I was like, this is so cool. I loved every single underwater scene and every single animation part because I was like, this totally works in the context of the film and the world. Like, I dug that. So I just wanted to throw that out there that the animated stuff was really cool and unique. A couple points I wanted to make. I think it's funny that the concept of like a, a documentary that's kind of scripted in a way is like mm-hmm. totally like trying to like play it like a movie, even though it's a it's a stupid like nature documentary. Yeah. And uh, my last point is that I cry at the end of this movie every time. You really cried at the end? Yeah, when he's down in the submarine. That's, I cry at that part. It's beautiful. I it's got so beautiful. I'm not even joking. Okay, the scene with all of them in the submarine is amazing. But when they all start putting his hand, their hands on him, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and like, I got, I got a little teary-eyed. I <laughs> yeah, forgot. It's, it's I got amazing. a little emotional in that scene. Because it's it's a really beautiful moment with him there looking at the shark and all of every single character in the film sitting in that boat, touching t- you know Steve in support. It it's a beautiful moment. Agree. It's a good movie. It's good. And I then he has that one line. It's like, I wonder if he remembers me. It's like, boom. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's such a good scene. Yeah. It's good stuff. So yeah, I recommend Life Aquatic for sure. I I mean, like I said, I think it's his weakest, but I still. It's the weakest of a great filmmaker. So. Yeah, it's it's like at the end, it's like he just focuses so much of his energy and time on this one thing that doesn't even know like he really exists. Mm-hmm. Like the other thing doesn't care about him back. It's just no. doing his thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Weird to think about. All right, so I think all we got left is the pick of the week for this week. Connor, you, you got that? <laughs> Come on, man, just pick something. Just make it a face. <laughs> <laughs> I can hop in with a pick if you... Yo, I think we should watch March of the Penguins 2. That's on Hulu. No. Um, I got one. Just stall one second. Just stall? Stall for like a minute. Stall a for minute. one second. Okay. Yo. Does, okay. Does anybody think it we, it's weird that the most talked up team in the East got swept by Cleveland? Well, I think no, that's weird. I can't talk okay. about basketball because I don't I don't know enough to have a conversation. Okay. Um, and summary, so. LeBron James is amazing. That's all I need to know. Yeah. Okay, next topic. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> I don't know. If I was... Th- I'm thinking about my pick. Oh, you, know you go ahead. You, you go want ahead. me to pick? Yeah. All right. I don't know. I oh, jeez. Well, if I'm doing the pick of the week... Just pick Seven Samurai. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we all have to watch. Good luck. A three and a I'm half hour. <laughs> I was gonna. Exhausting. I was thinking of watching Gone with the Wind or like The Godfather this week. I have you fun. ever seen The Godfather? No. Why watch The Godfather. It? My brother. Watch The Godfather. My brother. It's I'm stoked on it though. My brother really wants me to watch Heat. Watch yeah, Heat's Heat. also on Netflix. Watch. That's long, okay. Though. <laughs> you watch The Godfather. You watch Heat. I'm telling you, Godfather's better than Heat for sure. Heat's one of those yeah. weird movies where Heat had the potential. Watching it, I'm like, yo, this could have been Godfather good. Yeah. But something about it, I don't know what it is. Something about it holds it back. And I'm like, damn. I'll find instead it. of being in the top 10 of my favorite movies of all time, it easily could have been. It's in the 90s. You know, so it's a great I'll movie. I'll find what it is that's but missing. I think I know what it is, but I'm excited for you to see it and tell me what you think. I gotta watch. It's just, it's like every time I go watch, I'm like, three hours. <laughs> okay, so if I'm gonna pick a movie. Uh, <laughs> Dude, gonna... last time you spent 10 minutes trying to pick a movie, last time I Okay, I'm trying. not gonna I mean, take me 10 and, minutes. Me and this Justin time. can stall for as long as you No, we just, so just stall for like so two up. seconds. What do you uh, think about the Golden State Rockets matchup? I'm thinking I that the Golden State Warriors have the better team, but I think it's gonna go to like game six or seven. It'll though. go it's to gonna be s- tough. It'll go to six or seven. I want the Rockets to win. Yeah, I kind of hate Golden State. I, right I now, love so. James Harden. He's he's just like and Chris Paul. He's super likable and he's super cool. Paul's he's awesome super guy. good. Yeah, uh, I swear to God, if the Warriors like win another championship, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah. I'm thinking the Cavs are stepping it up, though. It's well, they are. LeBron, sure. LeBron is. Kevin Love is and J.R. Smith too. They're doing great, like putting up good numbers. Tristan too. Thompson, whenever he's pl- whenever they fucking yeah, he's kind of on the bench until like the it's end. It's weird games. because he's good. Like he's really good. Their yeah. uh, their new pickups like Rodney Hood and Jordan Clarkson aren't doing anything. Yeah, George Hill um, was doing pretty good last game. Hey guys, I'm ready to talk. Oh. All right. <laughs> All right. Cool. Okay, so what's funny is I took a screenshots a while back for some movies that I thought I could do, and one of them was Last Flag Flying, so that's funny that you watched that, so obviously I'm not going to do that one. Um, I think it'd be nice. So the director of The Square, uh, I think his name is Ruben Osland. Um, he also, his first, or I don't know if it's his first movie, but the movie that everybody knew him for was called force majeure i think is what it's called and it's about like an avalanche um happening this at the ski resort and it is well it's kind of like the square where i told you about the square it's like it's weird comedy you know like it's funny but it's like the humor is is foreign half foreign i think it's not entirely foreign but it is largely it it's what year is this movie um here i'm gonna have to look it up because like a film strike kind of thing no, it is on Hulu and Netflix. I think right now it's it's definitely on Netflix. So you know what I noticed? They they just added like a ton of foreign movies, like a ton. Nice, good like, foreign films. People are really hesitant to watch foreign movies, and I am too. I I was for a long time, but but once I broke that shell off and like I just started watching them over and over again. It's just like any other movie. It, it's when, I mean, if the, the movie's good just, enough, you don't even notice you're reading subtitles. It transcends language. 
good yeah. good writing will transcend and good filmmaking will transcend any language barrier yeah i think that's it like, also i watch movies subtitles all the time when i'm eating chips really loud and stuff it's just like i should put subtitles on because the I'm subtitles are great yeah i can read the only problem <laughs> is sense. that i can't get i can't watch a movie and do something else like i have to pay attention which is a good thing but i'm saying it's like i can't just like hear the dialogue or something because it's not in my language so <laughs> Um, but this movie, it says a family vacationing in the French Alps is confronted with a devastating avalanche. And it's a comedy drama. And it's from 2014. Shit. And um, it was the Golden Globe nominee for Best Foreign Film. But people talk about it all the time. It's like they just mention how great it is. And he did The Square, and everyone talks about The Square the same way. And I loved The Square. But mm-hmm. that one's like two and a half hours. This is a half hour shorter. I feel like it's a lot more accessible. Um but if it's a foreign film, I, I get if you guys don't want to. Oh, we can watch that. Yeah, dude. we can watch it for like, sure, man. I like the, yeah. the premise and uh, everything about it. So. I, no, I just I heard really good things, and I'm curious to know like what we all think. Yeah, what's it called again? Force Majeure. So it's, um, yeah. M-I-J-O-R-E. It's French. So is it French? Yeah, it's, yeah, I think. Well, I don't know. The original title is just Tourist. Weird. T U R I S T. Tourist. Okay. Tourist. But I don't know. It's force majeure, I think, force is what it is. Majeure. Maybe when we see the movie, we'll know <laughs> how to pronounce it. Maybe that's what the mountain's called. But I really like the square, and this movie's been on my watch list for years. And I've noticed that it just got added to, I think, I, Hulu, you know, one of those. I think it's on Amazon. I think we can find it on multiple platforms now. Yeah, just, so just let me know. Probably on Netflix. It. They just added a ton of For a fact, I, it's on Netflix. It's okay. been on Netflix. Okay. I think they just added it to another source, though, another, like, Amazon. So that's what made me think, oh, shit, I really need to watch that. Um, so yeah, Force Majeure is the movie. You guys can all watch it with us, and next Thursday we'll be talking about it. Yep. And I think that does it for this week. Yep. And so brought to you by helmets. 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 <laughs> Wear them in case you crash. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.